And you don't think about that intimidation every day, but it's definitely there. Right. You know, this undertone of like knowing that somebody could physically hurt you. Right. That plays a big role in your life that you may never have considered. And so for so many women, like the effects that it has is not just, oh, I feel safer. That's a, that's a beautiful byproduct of what we're doing. But it's about the confidence that they find within themselves, how they're engaging in conversations and other relationships outside of, you know, a yes. self-defense situation. Totally. And then also just the community building, right? The sister that is built on the mat, the trust that is given with one another, these friendships that are created there that last a lifetime. So I always say like people come for self-defense, but they leave with so much more. And they you can't even fathom what you would gain from that until you experience it. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to Black Bow Beauty Radio. You guys, I've got episode number two of Unplugged ready to go for you, and I'm psyched because this time I've got one of my closest girls back on the podcast, Eve Torres Gracie. So Eve was on the podcast a year ago, which is insane because time is truly flying. She was episode number 23. If you don't know who Eve is yet, um, I definitely recommend going back and taking in that episode. You're going to learn who she is, her backstory, you know, her process maneuvering through life, mental framework, which is so badass and empowering. So all that good stuff. Definitely check that one out. Um, in this real-time, raw, unplugged conversation with her, we basically catch up um, on everything that has taken place in the last year. You know, so her and I have both lived a lot of life since our last episode, but in her particular life, she has created a new one with her son, Henson Gracie, now in the picture. So we get down on that, you know, how she has been adjusting and maneuvering with now two baby boys in the picture. We wrap out about Women Empowered, the incredible jujitsu-based self-defense program run by her and her husband, Henner Gracie, which, you know, is it's absolutely remarkable. This has grown tremendously and it's really inspiring to listen to you know her mindset her heart her intention and ultimately her vision for women empowered and self-defense um, in general for women so we get down on that and you know we wrap out about some body composition like workout stuff maneuvering through injuries all that good stuff you guys it's a rad conversation um, I do want to point out one special thing that, you know, there is a free women's self-defense seminar coming up on July 13th, and it's right around the corner. So um, in Torrance at my academy, Gracie University, uh, it's going to be held from two o'clock to four o'clock. And this is where you would be able to meet Eve and Henner Gracie, which is an incredible experience in of itself, and really become acquainted with not only, you know, jujitsu techniques, but, you know, adopting this, you know, powerful, empowered mindset that is woven into women empowered and really, I think all of the jujitsu programs that are offered through, um, you know, our academy and, and uh, Gracie University. So to sign up for that seminar, you have to reserve a spot and you can do that via gracieuniversity.com. I can't recommend it enough, you guys. It is a game changer, a life game changer. So, and I, and I know that you're going to feel that when you when you take in this episode and listen to Eve rap out about it because it's just, it's coming from her heart and a very authentic place, you know, everything behind this program. So, Without further ado, please enjoy this beautifully inspiring conversation with my beautifully inspiring girl, Eve Torres Gracie. Enjoy. Yes. Okay. Round two with my girl, Eve. Thank you mm -hmm. for carving out time. Your schedule is so gnarly, even more so now these days since the last podcast, because now you got... There's another human. There's another human. Oh my gosh. Henson. Your little, uh, he's like such a Romeo. He, he just, I challenge anyone to look into his eyes and not melt. No, he's <laughs> got like, it. He really does. This woman, yeah, who the woman who was taking his photos, his baby photos, she said, there's like a word in Korean she said that is. She's like, oh, he's got those eyes. And she's like, my mom always told me, watch out for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> those eyes. 
yeah, it's like he knows he's putting yeah. you in a trance he and in your eye and it's like a really deep connection yes yeah. he's i almost love 10 that minutes. that's insane yeah yeah that's crazy you know before the podcast I, I mean, the joke is like, I really feel like I don't have a concept, a good concept of time. And, you know, part of that, I think, is is actually a beautiful thing. It's because I'm living so much life in the life that I'm living day by day by day. And then you add on the fact that, you know, I don't have a, a nine to five or like this Monday through Friday business. It's like every day is a different day. A Friday could be a Monday. It's just, and you know about that, right? As an totally. entrepreneur, business yeah. owner and like, yeah. So it's so easy to legit be like, oh, I thought that, well, oh no, that was just yesterday. Girl, you're tripping. But <laughs> it's been almost a year though. It's been almost it's been, a year since which we is last crazy. did our podcast because I was still pregnant with Henson. That's amazing. I know. So wait, so what What has been, let's start with what's some of the greatest things that have shifted for you since having Henson in your life? I think anytime you bring a new baby into your world, obviously it like turns it upside down and then you kind of have to like turn it right back, right side up. And that process, I think there's beauty in that process of kind of like all the fluff goes away and it's like literally down to like the most primal instincts that you have as a person is like making sure this human stays alive and making sure you stay alive. And so there's something that's kind of beautiful about that shift. It's like you eliminate all the other stuff that doesn't matter. And the only thing that matters is this new baby. And so it's kind of a beautiful process. And then from there you kind of, it's like you're, you know, when you detox or like for a a cleanse or something, you eliminate everything and then you start kind of entering elements of like, okay, how does this feel? And I felt like that's kind of what happens with when you have a baby, it's like, you know, you're home for three months straight and you're just kind of, all the other stuff goes away. And then you just start reentering element by element and just see what feels good and what what makes sense for you at that moment and at that time for your family and for them and so I'm kind of at that point where I'm so at a point at something that resembles I would say my life last time we, we, we talked yeah yeah um, where I'm those elements are all coming in and I'm able to you know be gone longer from him so it's it's getting to be feel like more like myself but it's still a beautiful yeah. process yeah and but and also like a new improved version of self right because you have this new layer and i imagine i mean because i think because i witness so many of you know my the handful of my closest girls are mommies you guys are mommies right and you're not just mommies you're like super moms because you're also entrepreneurs you're athletes like so you're the, it's just this constant juggling i mean i'm really proud of how you guys do it so gracefully even on days where you might not think you're doing it gracefully overall like when you zoom out and I think that this is why when you have people that are close to you like I'm close to you so I can witness your life from a different perspective than you it's like no girl you're doing it beautifully and badass at the same time and so you know now it's like yes you're coming back into yourself but it's like Eve like whatever we want to call 3.0 I mean (laughs) I don't know what number feels right I'll take it yeah (laughs) I'll take it. It does, you know, there are, it is that matter of juggling and there's so much, I was actually just writing on this today of the constant juggling of mom guilt, which is a real thing. And, you know, really talking yourself out of that and really focusing on where that comes from. Recognizing that everything that I do is a choice. So every place that I'm at right here, right now, I choose to be here with you. Yeah. Right. And so, or if I am choosing to teach a class or if I'm choosing to work at, you know, in the office, that's a choice. And so instead of saying, oh gosh, well, I have to do this thing and life is making me do this, this one way. And I wish I could be with my kids. That's not actually true. Because if I really, truly wanted to be with my children at that moment, I could change everything to make that happen. But I'm making a choice about what my exact priority is at that moment. And then the same thing will go when I'm with my, my boys is mm-hmm. instead of thinking like, oh, I had all this other stuff I should have been doing today or I'm not feeling being feeling productive because I spent the whole morning with them because I had to run a bunch of errands or whatever it is, I go, no, that was a choice as well. So I choose to be with them right now. Tomorrow I get to choose again where my energy goes. And so that helps me with that feeling of guilt of, you know, it's still definitely difficult when I leave in the morning and if Henson, he's now at the age where he sees me go and if he wants me, sometimes he's fine, but he sees me, if he wants me and I have to leave the door, he'll cry when I'm leaving and it's already really tough to see that and to know that I still have to have to leave so it's the juggle and it's like finding that balance and really just believing that when I'm working I want to be 100% working and when I'm with them I'm 100% with them 
I love that. That's a powerful message for so many reasons. And I mean, I love the accountability. I think that when we are holding ourselves accountable and like paying, like, hey, this is a choice. Like I'm doing this. I think that it does allow to be less emotional and to be, you know, more focused really. And it's funny because this idea of balance in life is yeah, everyone has their different, you know, take on it. And I really feel that it's very aligned with what you're saying. Like when you're over here and you're working, you're all in here and, and you're not trying to be in like five other places in your mind, right? You're going to give it your everything here. When you're training, it's going to be that. When you're with your kids, it's that. And to me, that is balance. It's not this like I'm perfectly portioned over here. And it's like, you know, a quarter over here, a quarter over here, a quarter over here. No, sometimes you're like, it's more like, no, I'm a hundred over here mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be a hundred over here. Sometimes like to further the example, maybe you've been so full on in business and family that you haven't been able to train and take care of your body. Okay, cool. So now, you know, I got to invest in this more now. And then when you're there, you're all in there, but it's a process. Balance is a process, right? It's totally a process. And, yeah. and you're absolutely right that there's, and the other thing I remind people is, this is what I was writing today is that people come have said to me like, I don't know how you do it all. And I actually get guilt when I hear that because I remind them I don't do it all. I can't do it all. No one can. Yeah. And I have incredible support. I have a nanny who's watching yeah. my kids. I have a mother-in-law who lives next door. I have a supportive husband who sometimes lets me sleep in. <laughs> I have, you know, a team of people working behind us at Gracie University who's helping make those dreams accomplished. Yeah. So I feel guilty when I hear that sometimes because I'm like trying to explain like I'm not doing it all. You you can't actually do that. And then I get my neck injured because why? I'm not taking care of myself. So there's always things that are a reminder to you going, hey, you're, you know, like, yes. y- we need you over here. And like totally. my body was just recently telling me that because I got a really bad neck injury. So I'm not able to train right now. Yeah, wait, hold on. Sorry, side note. I saw that the other day and I was like, wait, did was this just like you you know, taking care or did something happen? No, it was not like one specific incident. Yeah, it was definitely on a weekend where I could probably pinpoint it to three or four things. And that's when you go, okay, the Mm. fact that three or four things could be contributed to the fact that your neck is completely jacked up is likely an indicator that Right. You need to take better care of it. But also it's what's interesting is the last time I had the same neck injury, Haven was about the same age Henson is. So I oh. actually think it has a huge correlation to me carrying around a heavy ass baby. Oh, for sure. The They're heavy. So it's, yeah. yeah. And then you're never carrying them with great posture. It's always one side of your body. Right. And then, you know, between breastfeeding in the morning, I wake up and I'm hunched over. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm nursing him in the morning. So I'm just putting my body in all these awkward positions. Totally. And then, because I'm not, wasn't doing the, probably the strength training that I needed to be doing to counteract that you know, motion mm-hmm. in that position that I'm constantly in my, my neck just, and then on top of that, I'm trained jujitsu and getting choked and teaching yeah. private classes with people and willingly giving them my neck to, you know, choke <laughs> me in these positions. I was so like, generously. Okay, I have to reassess, you know, yeah. how I do that. So yeah. it definitely was another wake up call of like, Hey, we got it. Yep. And it's just a reminder that you really, you can't do everything. So you have to just do what you can. And then you know, where, where, where you feel like you need to give energy, you need to give it. I love that. Let me ask you, what has been some of the greatest challenges since having Henson? I think actually with my three-year-old has been the the greatest challenge is adjusting him, adjusting to life with now a, a new baby Yeah, and me not even, not feeling guilty about that, you know, about, him and he's actually done remarkably well I would say but there's still so many moments where it's just kind of I I see him acting out and I and I'm I have to kind of look into it deeper and go this isn't because of that it's because you know he's feeling like and I I made this I recognized recently my husband spends a lot of time with him now and I'm spending a lot of time with the baby mm-hmm. right and that was kind of yeah. the beginning of Henson's life that's how it went is Henner would take Haven and I would be with the baby so right. Haven and mama time did not happen very often. And I saw it kind of, he was definitely taking it out on me. And I noticed him, him acting out more on, towards me than Henner. Mm-hmm. And at first you take it personally and I'm like, right. why doesn't he like me and why, what's wrong? And, <laughs> and then I look at it and I go, oh, this makes complete sense. And so then I've just taken an effort to have special Haven and mama time. And when I do that, it's like so clear because he's just then it's just it's beautiful it's perfect and that's clearly what he needs is just some more connection time with mama and so it's even balanced within the family of like you know energy towards your children and making sure that they both get kind of what they need 
from oh my their gosh. parents. Yeah, that's so, that's amazing. That's got to be difficult though, too, because he's at a age, too, where it's like he needs so much attention. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's three. cute to see. Three oh is, my gosh. Three is a, is a whole, it's like everyone says terrible twos. I'm like, no, it's not, it's is not it about the, the twos, it's about the threes. <laughs> he's so, and he's so smart, too. So it's, you know, he, you know, not that this is even your method, obviously, but you know, he's not the kid that you're going to put in front of a screen and he's just like, Oh, super. No, he wants to engage, he wants which to is engage. so rad. It's, it's so beautiful. It's yes. so awesome. But I sometimes forget that he's three because he talks to me like a five-year-old, you know, Word. like his, his vocabulary and like, <laughs> it's better than mine. <laughs> No, legit, he's like teaching me dinosaurs that I've never heard of in my life. It's and crazy. Like, and I just learned not to second guess him. At first, I'm like, are you sure? And I look it up. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So you actually definitely know what you're talking about. That's amazing. But, um, yeah. So it's, you know, balancing that aspect. It's it's whenever you have a new child, it's, it's just finding that family balance between... And then you're like, oh, yeah, and I have a husband, too. That whole thing. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And you guys work together. And you guys have, I mean, since our last conversation, there's you've launched amazing big things. You've got big things coming up. And there's so much happening. There's so many moving parts, you know. And that's why it's so rad to have you on. Well, first of all, just period. But like to, to have you as a continuing guest, because, you know, our talks outside of podcasts to me are podcast worthy because we talk about you know, life process, right? And it's like how we're kind of maneuvering through it. And it's always so inspiring how you're maneuvering through your life. And I just feel like there's so there's so many gems to pull from your mental framework and your process um, that, you know, would be supportive to, to everyone who listens in. So it's it's just rad to have this like, you know, constant life conversation with you on the podcast too. Mm-hmm. So much fun. But yeah, I mean, you guys have so many moving parts. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like business-wise, since our last conversation, I mean, you guys, can you talk about some of the things that you've put out? And Sure. Yeah. So we had already launched no no you didn't yeah <laughs> it, like, i know what, what do the time thing right yes. okay so <laughs> we launched we launched women empowered 2.0 which yes. is the new release of women empowered both on dvd and online and this is really laying the groundwork for the greater mission which is the women empowered instructor certification program That's so that so now exciting. we can have women being certified all over the world and offering this in their communities because the number one question we get is oh i wish this was where I'm at in Wisconsin, or I wish they had it in Chicago, in all of these cities. People, you know, write to us and say, God, I wish you had this here. And so I now turn to them and said, okay, you're the one, you know, like if you want it to be, if you want it to be in your community, you may be the one to bring it to them. So we finished all of filming for, so the, the, Women Power DVD was released in January, mm-hmm. and it's also available online on Grace University. And the filming for the Women Empowered Instructor Certification Program is done, and so now we're just kind of in the final editing process, and which takes a while, but yeah. we're getting there. It's thirty; it's over thirty videos of pretty extensive content, and we're we don't take it lightly. We don't take certifying instructors, especially when teaching women self defense, and we like the fact that we take a trauma-informed approach to instruction because we know that a lot of women who are seeking self-defense have likely experienced past traumas. So it's right. really important that our instructors have some knowledge in that and that they go through a rigorous you know, uh, certification pro- process to make sure that we're putting quality out there. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's the next big mission, and that will be released in the fall of this year. That is so, so exciting. So, so exciting. We're going to have to have a party for that. Oh, we definitely will. We do. As your girl, just witnessing how much work goes into this, it's incredible. On top of being a mommy, on top of being a wife, and like on top of just being you, a human who has to like, you know, do Eve too. It's so much, but it's, you know, it's inspired work. And I think let's talk about that a little bit because I know that this is, I mean, everything that you've been doing with Women Empowered is just a full operation of heart. And I think that's also why it translates, you know, to be so empowering, to feel so impactful the way that it is, is because it's real. It's coming from your truth, you know? It's really easy to throw yourself into, and you know this, like when you're passionate about something and when you have this like drive and just like a sense of purpose, it's so easy to throw yourself in the work to the point where you may actually have to be like, all right, get yourself out of it because it's hard to, you know, I had to set boundaries with myself because I was, li- I would literally work from morning to night any chance I could if my 
children were not in my presence, I'd be working. As right. soon as they went to bed, I'd start working again, and I'd work late, and then I'd get up early. And I do that because I love what, I, what I'm doing, and so it's a beautiful part of it. But then it also makes it more challenging to set boundaries with yourself, right? So it's a, it's a gift and a curse, but I feel so fortunate that I get to actually just do what I'm really passionate about and pursue a career in that and then have you know, my family members and my husband support that mission as well and kind of all be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, very easy. Obviously, like anyone who is doing what they love to do, even the stuff you love to do has parts of it that are not fun right. and that are actually really rigorous and really exhausting and time-consuming and kind of details and, you know, all the not fun stuff of doing what you love. And it has to, your passion has to be strong enough that it drives you right through that stuff. Right. Because it's easy to stop at that stuff and go, oh, actually, I don't really want to do that today. Totally. But there's so many elements of like right now we're editing these videos these there's 30 plus videos we have to edit them we have to come up with all the literature for it it's like scripting it's a lot of you know writing and kind of more tedious stuff which again is just part of the process and because I'm so excited about the end product it's very easy for me to just like drive through that Um, as opposed to if I was not into interested in this it would be the most difficult thing to do every single day yeah well I think just to point out something in that is that you know, it's not just passion. It's actually that you have a vision, right? you know? And yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, passion is like the gas. Sure. But you have a vision. I have a vision, right? right. And actually, um, it's not like this set vision, like, oh, that's the final thing. It's actually this vision is constantly getting more clear right. and like, right? I mean, actually, can you talk about that a little bit? I'm just curious. Like, has anything in, in the vision changed for you since our last talk? I think it's constantly changing. I think that there is there's some visions that are like very set in stone. Like, like I said, the Women Empowered Instructor Certification Program. That is like a goal. It's like a project that I'm working on. It hasn't a set launch date. Everything's kind of like up in place for that. But in terms of the greater mission, that is constantly where I go, okay, from there, this is where this goes. And so mm-hmm. what's hard is that knowing that I kind of have to get this first thing out of the way in order to even accomplish the greater the greater vision, totally right? So this that. is more of a project. And it's a project that is a part of the greater the greater vision or goal, which yeah. is that quality self-defense is accessible in every single community throughout the world for yes. young women and for, you know, women women in high school, women in in middle school, but women of any age have access to this. And so making quality self-defense accessible that is the overall vision and the goal. And how we accomplish that has layers, right? So the first layer is being accomplished now, which would be the instructors. But then beyond that, it's like, how do you approach certain types of institutions and then make it available within these institutions or school systems? You know, that's like where things start to get a little crazy out there. They're constantly shifting. And then I'm thinking, you know, what other elements can we bring into the certification and fitness? And there's like, it's always like wavering, but the overall vision stays the same, which is make this accessible to as many people as possible. And we're just doing, going step by step to make that happen. I want to ask this question. When you have to make a hard decision or, and you just don't have clarity, like specifically regarding business, do you have a process that helps you to basically make the decision? Are there questions that you ask yourself or is this, yeah, is there anything like that? Yeah, so I'm I'm very fortunate that I am in business with my husband who is somebody who's has a lot of clarity in his work and that's one of the things I really admire about him. Yeah. Is that he's very quick to go, nope, not for me or, <laughs> you know, totally. or like, yes, this is what we're doing and when he goes, he goes and so he's somebody that is really helpful for me when I, bring something to him that I'm even trying to formulate my own thoughts about. So again, whether it's making a decision, my thoughts, the pros and cons, or whether it's like an idea that I have and I need to kind of actually get it out of my mouth and think about what I'm actually trying to create. Yeah. Um, He's the person that I bounce that off of. And so that is definitely a part of the process is having somebody to bounce your ideas off of and really be able to articulate your thoughts because if they're not, whether it's written or whether it's spoken, I think your your thoughts about something really need to be articulated. Otherwise, it's hard to sort through them sometimes. For sure. So I think that always helps me make a decision because yeah. I sometimes I don't even know how I feel about something until I actually start talking about it. True. And then you go, oh, okay. It like really helps you sort through those those thoughts and that thought process. Yeah. So that's a big part of my 
decision-making, I would say, is bouncing off of him, speaking with him. And then I obviously, he's somebody that I trust a lot. Mm -hmm. But then there's times where I'll go to him and then he'll say something else and I go, nope, cool. Thanks for your input. (laughs) Not going to take it. Walking away now. Still going to do this. And so again, it's not even necessarily that I need his validation or his like, go ahead. Yeah, do this. It helps. But sometimes I, you know, he may say, oh no, that's, and I go, cool. Thanks for your opinion, but I'm going to do this anyway. Well, sometimes we just need something to push off of yeah, too, totally. right? Like right. just to get out. And be Where like, you go, was I easily swayed on that? If I wasn't, right. maybe I wasn't that, you know, didn't really feel that good about this. And yes. if he says, oh, that's not going to work for this or that. And I might go, oh yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. But if he says that and then I start to fight back, it's like, okay, then I, I even know where exactly. I'm at that. So it really does help, I think. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And even for people who don't necessarily have a henner yeah. or a partner, right? It's just to have someone you trust, right? Yeah. Um, to, to push off of and, and bounce those ideas. And oftentimes these days it's not henner because henner's he's launched another business. Yeah, dude. Is, Quick flip. He was yes. on Shark Tank and it's doing really well. It's <laughs> Which I feel like he should win an Oscar for that. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> that was so His incredible. Was, yeah. uh, it was really gnarly. So amazing. He's pitch master. Seriously. He, has to pit- he pitches me all the time and I'm like, nope, I see right through it all. <laughs> but yeah, so he's so, you know, so busy with that that I know when I go to him, it's kind of like for only important stuff right. even with business. And, you know, that's the interesting part about doing business with your husband is, yeah. It's not like I just talk to him about every little thing that I'm doing. I have to pick and choose because I know how busy he is as well. And I want to make sure that if I'm going to talk business with him, it's only on the things that really need his attention. And that's rad. That's rad partnership right there. Yeah, it's it's been a shift that's had to happen. In the beginning, it was always like, okay, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then finally, he got to a point where he was like, great, do it. And yeah. like was very hands off. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay, oh, this sh- is on me. <laughs> like. For so long, we were doing it together, and then yeah. he really just handed off the baton and was like, "Go!" If you also, want to make he trust you, and he knows yeah. that you've so got he, this. He developed the trust in it, and he also just knew, like, if if we have to do it together, not everything's going to get done, right? So do this, you know, go forward with it, and that's really where how women empowered kind of has come to where it is today. Because he, at some point, he just said, "All right, it's on you. Go yeah. for it." And I needed that, you know, that push and that realization that I don't need him to approve every single thing. And obviously it was his family business that I got into. So naturally that was where it started and it made sense that way. But I've come to have my own ownership and sense of ownership in what we're doing. That's beautiful. And since our last conversation, how much has it grown? Because at that point it was already, it's pretty major from the time that, you know, women, I became even acquainted with women in power. I mean, it's just been progressively growing and growing. And I, I really, and I, I think this was said in our last episode, but, you know, it'll just be constantly said that it, it's more of a movement is what it feels like. That is what it feels like. Yeah. And there are times where I'm in class. Actually, yesterday was one of these moments where it was a Tuesday night and just, you know, the the whole wall is completely packed with women. I want to say, and I didn't count, but it was definitely close to 70 women were there. And this is, by the way, kind of at the end of our what we call cycles. So we're we're about to have, which we'll talk about now, yes. but we're about to have another free women self defense seminar. And we do these every six months to kind of bring in a new rush of women mm-hmm. who are then going to kind of move along and on, on these like cycles with us. And so usually, right now is the highest drop off rate of attendance because they've all kind of like done their done their time. A lot of them have earned their pink belts or they've just kind of like maybe dropped off or gone on to crazy combatives or decided it wasn't for them, whatever it is. Uh, usually right now is kind of the lowest rate of attendance. Mm-hmm. And the fact that last yesterday, a week, bo- you know, a couple of weeks before the seminar, yeah, it was packed. I was like, oh my gosh. And we're going to bring wow. in another, you know, 60 women from the seminar who That's are going to start training. So classes are going to be, have just so much fun and energy and to the point where we may need to open up new classes. But it's just really... Sometimes I just sit there and I watch. I also love watching these students who started knowing absolutely nothing and then watching them just become little badasses. And I'm like, it makes me so happy. And it just, it's like such a beautiful process. Oh, yeah. Um, it's I really special. That is so, that is so special. It's, um, it's just such a feel good situation. You're just, you're helping someone, you know, as a woman who trains jujitsu myself, it's like, you know, and I know we, we, we express this a lot, but like, it's honestly one of the greatest things I've, 
ever offered myself in my life, you know, and I want to do it as long as I can. And sometimes I'm doing it more than other times, whatever my body's capable of doing or whatever my life schedule, but it's certainly a part of my, my life period. Right. And I think that to be someone like yourself who, you know, I mean, you're making it safe for women to come in, to feel just vulnerable because everybody who gets on the mat is going to feel vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And then if you're coming in and let's just say you're a woman who's already been through some gnarly shit, you know, like trauma or something, you're you're extra vulnerable. And so I can only imagine how amazing that is for you to feel like to take in these women who walk in timid and now they're like, you know, doing arm locks or, you know, whatever they're doing, like yeah. wrist locks or whatever. Choking each yeah. other. It's, yeah. And like laughing in yes, the process. It's like <laughs> And it's all the smile. There's so many smiles. Like, that's what I love. I walk around and everyone's like laughing and giving each other high fives. And it's like, I, it's just the environment that has been created that these women have helped us create too. Yeah. You know, they're constantly giving back to each other and to the other students. It's just like one of those it was just one of the most special, beautiful things that's I don't know anywhere else in the world where I've seen this yeah. kind of like energy, female yeah. energy coming together and what it's like. And yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. That's that's so special. So wait, can we talk about that a little bit? Because the free seminar that's yes. coming up, I really want to talk about that. You know, everything that I create and share on Black Belt Beauty is like all meant to serve you to be, you know, operating at a higher expression of self. I feel like jujitsu is a tool for me in my life for that. So aside from the fact that you guys are family and I love you guys, this is a legit tool that I utilize in my life to be, to be operating at this kind of high performing self. So I want to really, you know, tear into the seminar, what you guys are offering for anybody who's able to come through and come around and experience it. Cause I really do. I value it that much as well too. Well, thank you. I would love to talk about it. I think most women, if you ask them, they would say at some point in their lives they consider learning self-defense. And the reason why that is is the obvious, right? We all know that we're at risk of violence. Some know it, unfortunately, because they've experienced violence. Others just know the statistics, right? So I think self-defense just kind of like as a generic term, right, is something that people have considered doing. What I think women don't quite realize is what comes along with this type of self-defense. And so we consider ourselves empowerment self-defense, which is why we call it Women Empowered. There are a lot of self-defense programs out there that will instead almost make you feel like more paranoid and tell you what to do. You shouldn't wear this. You shouldn't walk out night. You shouldn't, you know, don't look at your phone. They're telling you what you can't do in life to stay safe. And that's not a good feeling, you know? So empowerment self-defense needs to be something where it's just, all it is is knowledge and tools. And then you take those tools and you do what you want with them and you make the choices that you want to about your life. And just having these options, I can guarantee you every, every single woman who walks in and we've talked about this, like the first time you learn a technique, (laughs) you're just like, why have I never seen this before? And how, how have I not known that this existed? And it's like, it evens the playing field in a way that we never imagined it was possible because women all know that we are physically men are just stronger than women. Right. And we know that if they, if it came down to it, they would physically dominate us. And so once you have this ability and this thought, you're not intimidated by people the Mm -hmm. same way. Right. And you don't think about that intimidation every day, but it's definitely there. Right. You know, this undertone of like knowing that somebody could physically hurt you. Right. That plays a big role in your life that you may never have considered. And so for so many women, like they, the, the effects that it has is not just, oh, I feel safer. That's a, that's a beautiful byproduct of what we're doing, but it's about the confidence that they find within themselves, how they're engaging in conversations and other relationships outside of, you know, a self-defense situation. Totally. And then also just the community building, right? The sisterhood that is built on the mat, the trust that is given with one another, these friendships that are created there that last a lifetime. So I always say like people come for self-defense, but they leave with so much more and they, you can't even fathom what you would gain from that until you experience it. And that's why we're so excited to get these, these free self-defense seminars because we know they're coming in expecting one thing. Right. And they may be even extremely intimidated by the idea. Most women are, like you said, everyone feels vulnerable when you're saying, Hey, what about, what if you were in this vulnerable position? What might you do? That's a scary thought for any woman. Right. And so at these seminars, it's really about everyone First of all, kind of sharing that vulnerability and then building each other up together. Yeah, and it's just one of the most fun experiences that I have. It's these seminars are my favorite days of the year because it's like watching 
hundreds of light bulbs all go off at one time totally. of them all going like, oh my gosh. That's so what, rad. I, you're telling me that I can actually escape this situation or that there's options for me that I never knew about? Like, Yeah. So it's, there's so much fun and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one in, in, in July, July 13th. Yeah. All the details are going to be in the show notes. I mean, this is going to be plugged, obviously posting before the event, but I want to make sure to support this as much as possible. Cause like I said, it's like, I can't speak enough about how much I love jujitsu and specifically, I mean, again, you guys are family. I got really lucky that this is, you know, how I walked into jujitsu, right? Like just straight at the top of the game, let's be real. But also, you know, like my brother, Mike, who just got his black belt in December, you know, I I don't know if you remember, no pressure, but like his speech or whatever, like after getting, there was some, I can't remember word for word and I won't even try and go there, but I love that he pointed out a few things about the this academy in particular and this family and how there's there's more jujitsu happening. There's more self-defense, but this environment here is so safe. You come in, it's like good energy. Everything's clean. I mean, the locker rooms are just gorgeous, right? Like, And everything just feels like, yeah, I want to hang out here. Yeah, I want to spend time here. And yeah, I can be vulnerable here. So I can totally go into student mode and be okay with being there, which is also why I think that there's less of this kind of ego, mm-hmm. which is a very common thing to feel in, you know, jujitsu, self-defense places, right? Totally. But you just, you don't get that here. It's like, it's, and I, I know I might be biased because again, but, but no, it's true. I mean, I've, I, I know a lot of other people who train jujitsu, jujitsu academy. I've been in other jujitsu and it's like, no, no, this is, it's very unique. So I love that my brother pointed it out too, because yeah. it's so, it's so true. It is. And it's something that you can easily lose sight of if you train here and you forget right. kind of what else is out there. And yes. again, this goes back to our mission because what's the the saddest part about what we're creating and the kind of the content that we, we create is we'll put something out there talking about, you know, a technique or teaching women something about technique and they love it and they say, Where can I learn more? Right. And, you know, they may be interested in learning jujitsu in their communities. And unfortunately, there are many communities where I can't safely recommend a place right. for women. Yeah, And not that there may not be a, a good school here or there, but right. a majority of BJJ or jiu-jitsu schools, they do not adopt the same mindset that jiu-jitsu is for everyone, mm-hmm. that it's not, oh, just, you know, the only the strong survive. Right. If you have that that added, that belief, then the people who need jiu-jitsu are never going to get it. Right. And so I want to be able to be at a place where I can... Everyone who wants to learn jujitsu, I can recommend a safe place where they will feel the same energy that we feel here. Yeah. Because it's so important because these are the people who need, actually need self-defense and need jujitsu the most. Totally. Well, that is so exciting. So, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So, okay. Oh, okay. Did you say that? Hair flip? <laughs> Hair flip. Shoulder okay. roll back. <laughs> What else? God, where else do I want to go? Actually, I want to surface something kind of deep that just came to me. I mean, this is all like just real time talk. So it wasn't that long ago you posted something that was pretty personal and, you know, like deep. I don't know. It was like something that you experienced in your life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Can we go there? Yeah, we can. Okay. Because I just feel like it, it just, yeah, it's important. I think so too. Yeah. And it's actually not something I had really verbally spoken about much, but it was a post that I had done probably now, I don't know, several months <laughs> Girl, ago. But yeah, let me not even try to guess time. I'm as like, we talked certainly about, don't look at me because you know. As we talked about, I <laughs> might think it was like months and it could be years. Exactly. We don't know. But where I explain how I am a survivor of rape and how for me, it took me 10 years after the incident to even admit to myself and then to tell other people that I loved that I was a survivor of rape. It, was, uh, it wasn't until I started, obviously, when my work with Women Empowered and what I was doing with other women, and here I am asking women to advocate for themselves. And it was like this conflict that I kept coming up against because here I am explaining to them about how... Like we talk a lot about how non-strangers, which just means somebody that you know, it's the, the most likely assault to occur. And I would have these conversations and I would, I n- noticed I would go into like really a defensive mode when I talked about it and it would become like very robotic and it was hard for me to connect with it because I, I hadn't yet connected it to myself. Right. And so, you know, for my incident, it was somebody, it was a, it was a cousin of a, of a friend of mine mm-hmm. and my friend didn't even know at the time 
that this had happened. And he was somebody who we we all went out with together that night. And again, there was alcohol involved. And so there's a lot of things that or I told myself at the time that either I had participated, even though I clearly hadn't and had resisted and had said no and tried to like physically stop it. Yeah. But there were a lot of things that I just told myself that I had participated in it when I actually hadn't. Yeah. And so coming to that realization for me was really like, and then what's interesting is when you do that, it's like a whole flood of other shit comes in and it was good. It was, it was something that needed to happen in my life, I think, but it's so crazy what your mind will do to like when it's in survival mode and yeah, when to protect, to protect yourself yeah. against trauma and people have different ways of addressing that right yeah. some people some people will you know they cannot stop thinking about it and it, oh, it consumes and other people like for myself I literally like put it into a little box and just like shoved it away yeah and to the point where when I finally went to access it there was like other a lot of like deep stuff that came out with it that I realized I had been shifting and putting away for a long time yeah so it was a really beautiful part of my i think my growth uh both that that stemmed from my work in women empowered right like and obviously it's like really pushes my passion because i know how that affected me in ways that i didn't understand at the time even and then coming to terms with it and it's interesting because you know every survivor has like a different way of identifying with their situation or with the, whatever happened to them. And every situation is going to be different, right? So it's kind of coming to terms with what that look like for me and recognizing it may not look the same for me as it does for somebody else. And sure. I think that's another part of every survivor's journey is to like not need to handle it any one particular way and right. just do what really feels good for you. And, you know, but still seeking professional help and like really working through whatever comes up when you're ready to address whatever happened to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a book. I mean, when I read that, I was like, wait, did I know this? Remember I hit you up? I'm like, girl, wait, I love you. Because we're so close, you know, but that was, I mean, that's so brave to share too. And so it's like, I just want to almost like commend you for that. But also just, I'm sure that was a very incredible growth process for you internally, but also how it then echoes into everything that you're doing with women empowered, right? Like I yeah. think a lot of times it's kind of separate but the same. I can draw a parallel. When I'm going through challenge in my life, um, certain things right now, I, I think to myself like, Rox, you understand that y- you're you're facing this right now because it's going to make you a more incredible leader or teacher and kind of add to the things that you know you're you're you're, you're creating, right? Because you can't. It, that's that this goes back to the beginning of what I was saying like everything that you're doing is so real it's coming from your heart and that's why to me it is so impactful it's not just because the academy is amazing and the family history and their structure a hundred percent that is a part of it but it's because there's heart there's truth in this so real wisdom comes out real passion and so for you to now come to this realization with yourself and have internalized that process that for yourself. I mean, that's huge growth for Eve, but then that kind of new level of Eve, new wisdom that you have, you're able to then apply that to everything in Women Empowered. And that just makes you more of an incredible leader in this space. Yeah, it was really, it was definitely like the the fact that I would be teaching this and like literally talking about this and still hadn't come to terms with it. I, like it's hard to explain like what that what that does to you or what how strange it was for me yeah and then when it, it was like this weight just like kept building and building and building and then I remember Henner was the first person I told yeah and I felt like I you know as my husband I felt like he was the one who I had to just tell first and it was like sure. a really difficult thing to just get out and to you know spill out there yeah and then I told people close to me and then it was even a, a while probably another three or four years until mm-hmm. I even addressed it to the public, you know, yeah. which is right, which is just recently. But I just felt like it's something that I, I want to be at a place where I want to feel like I'm also a tool for women in that sense for for women who have experienced either similar things or who want to connect or want to, you know, kind of share open up and just just, just, yeah. just feel open. I want them to know it's hard for me to ask them to be open if I'm not opening up myself as well. Right. So that's why I felt like it was an important part of it all totally Um, and again it goes back to knowing now like back to the mission of like I just want young women to learn this because this is when women are most likely to encounter a situation like this is when they're college age or younger Mm -hmm. and so had I kind of had a better understanding of these these things I 
I now believe I would be in a place to protect myself from something like that sure. happening again. I mean, there's lots of things you could say about that in life in general when you're in right. your 30s and you look back to your teens, right? Yeah. But this one in particular, I think there's a lot of a lot of tools that teenagers and just understanding what this looks like and recognizing what it actually is. Like I said, I didn't I refused to believe that it was that it was rape. Like right. I, I literally the next day just turned it off. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And I I had to just shove it down and like move on like it was didn't happen yeah that's just not healthy for anybody so you know and there's a lot of people that connected with me afterwards and so I felt like whether people are ready to share their story or not even if er, so many women have experienced something similar yeah and it's just like you know it it sucks that that's the the reality and that's what the numbers are are, tell us but it just reminds us like we still have a lot of work to do but that's i was gonna say that's also part of i'm sure what drives you and your vision is like it sucks but guess what it is a reality so what are we going to do about it you know and people so often think that in a you know a sexual assault situation that it's like a physical fighting that happens sure and that that's the only aspect but that's why so much of women empowered is not just the physical tools yeah because i didn't choose to it's not that I tried to physically fight him off and didn't. Mm-hmm. I went into survival mode because I didn't think I could sur- could fight him off successfully. Right. So a, sur- a survival tactic for many women is for many women is to just say, "Okay, do what you want." Yeah. Because they don't think they're they're you know defending themselves physically doesn't even seem like a, an option a viable option to them whatsoever. A hundred. Um, and then yeah. you tell yourself, oh, because I didn't fight them off, it wasn't rape, right? So right. That's, that's where that where that there's misconceptions about that. Yeah, is totally. That I can see that. Men can coerce you into doing that by physical intimidation, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that if you didn't fight it off, that it wasn't what you thought it was there. Yeah. Well, cool. So you feel, I'm sure that you felt very empowered by sharing that too. Like it was, yeah, it was like a, a big huge, sigh. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a big weight off of my shoulders, I would say. Uh, yeah. By the way, can we talk about your shoulders for a second? Oh, shoot. Can you talk about shoulders? <laughs> my girl. <laughs> girl I can't even help. We, we are all about the shoulders. We really you. are. Actually, you were someone that you were the one. It's not someone. You were one. You were the girl. So because you have six shoulders. I mean, you know, athlete your whole life, like being a gymnast too. Like you, I just, I love it. It's so sexy. And I remember when we were talking about weights that one time, you were saying, this is a long time ago, but yeah. you're like, I feel like shoulders when your shoulders are developed like it really just does something you know to the body to the body composition and now that i'm so deep in the game with body composition Mm -hmm. you know specifically i'm like oh my god i think about that so often like she is so right well that's what women always like women used to ask like oh what do you do for your arms and that's the what thing one thing i'll always tell tell women is be like look like the whole bicep, tricep would just work on your shoulders. Just work on your shoulders. If you can work on your shoulders, then it all kind of all falls into place. But right. Your waist looks man, smaller. Because yeah, nice yeah. shoulders. I mean, you're okay. So they're looking amazing. Thank you. How has I'm it like, been? Let me sit up, <laughs> me sit up here. And- <laughs> Let's go into some um, fun kind of off the mat stuff in, in your life. Like yeah. so since Henson, I'm sure it's like, okay, you know, there's a period where it's all about Henson and you know what you can get in terms of training and movement is like whatever you can mm-hmm. get right but you're I feel like you're kind of past that right now maybe so not fully I, yes I, I was yeah I definitely am past like the you know postpartum situation yeah. of like yeah of not feeling your energy back I got my energy back and I was like training both jujitsu. I actually was taking a lot of Mike's classes oh I love so, that yeah, so good Mike yeah Roxy's brother is just He's he's so on another bad. level. He's on another it's level. Really, did you see like, that I bench pressed the other day? Yes, like I had not bench pressed since I was nine years old, Dang nine it. or ten or whatever. Like Dad Amazing. used to. Yeah. I know it was funny when I was writing that. I was like, people were probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's actually my dad used to make me um, bench press. You know, and I I used to actually hate it to be honest. And I went through a period where because I was like so just about my muscles, like, yeah. oh, it's all my dad's fault because he had me benching. And it's I'm in such a different place, but maybe we'll get back to that. But yeah, it was rad because I went into the lab, Michael's gym, and I, I didn't even feel like benching that day. But man, that's something about him where it's just like, you know, he was doing it with Brie and I'm like, all right, let me get in on this. Like, mm-hmm. let me see what I got. Because actually, yeah. how fucking strong am I really, right? And so, you know, I ended up hitting 135, but I needed help on his on the way up because my form I have no form because I don't bench right right. 
But, you know, I hit 115 pretty easy and that felt good. So, yeah, I'm super inspired to, like, keep that going and see, like, what do I really got? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one to do it with. He's (laughs) like, yeah. So I've, I've been taking his classes and... You know, I would say, unfortunately, I think I already mentioned this, but my my neck was injured. So since then, I have not been able to train jujitsu, and I literally just got back into doing stuff in the gym, like, yesterday. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah, it's, like, just right now. Dang, Um, well, your shoulders are already, like... (laughs) Thanks, girl. I did a little pumping today. No. Yeah. But but that's what I realized. I mean, I was feeling really limited range of motion. um, Yeah. And so... I go to Zaker Chiropractic, who helps me out so, so much. Yeah. yeah. So they've been like going to work on me. And then, but then I'm like, okay, I can't move my neck. But so there's a lot of things I can't do, but there's tons of things I can't do. So I'm just focusing on that right now. That's and cool. It feels so good to just move again. Right? Yeah. 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 And I mean, once you're a mover, it's like, it's hard not to move, right? I get, I get so pissy pants when I don't work out when I don't exercise for a while well you're used to the chemicals you're used to the hormones right yeah so then when you're not getting it that's a real biological thing that is happening to Mm -hmm. you it's not just uh oh I like to work out it's Mm -hmm. like no we're used to the dopamine release of the you know the the BDNF all the rushes of these things so it's like when you're not getting that you are going to feel different yeah yeah totally so I yeah I'm I'm ready to get that feeling again Oh my God, I can't wait to hit weights with you. I can't do some stuff. I, mean, I can't wait for this neck to get better, but I have to be patient. I know. Because the problem with necks is the moment you're like, oh, it feels good. It's, you're literally a tweak away from it getting injured again. Yeah. And there's, yeah, we don't want the setbacks. I mean, I was talking about that in my story. I just did a run and it was my first day. I just took a couple weeks off. Not that big of a deal. Doing my, you know, I do my, my beach runs in the sand. My 10Ks are usually what I do unless my time is limited. You know, I just wanted to see where I was at today with my body. So it wasn't like I was expecting anything of myself. Also, my time was limited because I knew I was going to come get down on a podcast with you. But it felt good because I hit three and a half, but I had six in me and I felt that. And I'm honest, like if if I didn't, great. I know where I'm going to, you know, what to work on or whatever. But I also didn't need to try and push. This is what I shared on my story because you know, I want to protect my joints because Friday I want to go hit my 10K, right? And I'm super excited about that. And I think that this is like how I'm able to, you know, progressively work harder, like to grow performance is because I am constantly being mindful about being smart, working smart. It's just, it's a, it's a constant thing, right? So I think that's just intelligent. Like you can't, it's not worth it. Yeah. And when it's your whole life, yeah, like you well, being active is I mean, I feel like it's going to be a forever as long as your body's willing to go, it's it's a part of your life, yeah. right? So then the most important thing is not just today, it's it's that whole concept. So everything you're, that you're doing needs to support this concept of I want to be moving and feeling good for right, the longevity of your activity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about that a lot with my jujitsu and realizing that with my, because it's a previous neck injury that just gets re-inflamed. It's an right. injury I got from wrestling that every once in a while would just flare up. And so I just know like, okay, if I need to, if I do want to train jujitsu for the rest of my life, I have to adjust. I, I may have to adjust my training. You yeah. Know, and like know that I'm just not getting, you know, like don't get choked. Or if someone wraps your neck, you just tap right away. You don't right. try to like get out of it. Or, you know, maybe even for a while right now, I decided I'm like, I can go do technique and not spar for a minute, you know, yeah. and just kind of go super slow. But it's Learn. hard because it's like, I miss it so much. Oh man, I feel you. your life. And then especially after just taking like a year off for pregnancy. Totally. I was like, get me on the mat. And then now I have this setback again, but that's like what life is. And you know, luckily with jujitsu, I've had this relationship with it. Yeah. Where I've had so many times where I've had to take a step back and yeah. get back on. And, and even that creates on. a beautiful kind of trust in that I'm good. It's not like this is going away. Yeah. It's just because I've been here. A, I actually talked about it at the belt ceremony where it's like a muscle that you're developing. The the muscle to stop something and start again yeah. is actually takes it takes some courage and it like takes some mind some training of like your mindset as well 100 percent. i remember the first time like the when i got pregnant with haven i had already had some times where i'd have to take time off because from wwe but with that that was the longest i had taken off and so to come back on after that it was like 
Oof, I was really just kind of like nervous and I'm like, do I, do I remember anything? And then <laughs> the more times, and then I got injured and then I had to come back and then I had tension and I came back and I'm injured again and I'll have to come back. And oh so my gosh. every time you just realize like, nope, like you're not still green. Yeah. I'm still going to like, now the only difference is all my training partners that were maybe right little, they're uh, underneath like underneath me they might be a little <laughs> higher than me but it's not about them no it's, it's about not me and my journey and so the more like i've seen it so many times that i'm now at the point i'm like okay cool another setback you're good great and yeah then I'll, I'll just get back when i can but that's so amazing i feel you on life. that because i've taken big breaks like i just came off a big one and i just got back and not like huge but you know just there are times where it's just more steady than other times for different reasons, right? And I had a little neck thing, whatever. And just the other day, I was training with my brother and Bree, and I'm like, it, it, it's the feeling of I step back, like, do I even know everything, anything anymore? Like, do I? And it's just so fun, actually, because then you get on the mat, you're like, oh, I do. And I mean, could I be further along? Absolutely. Is there some setback in my game? Yeah. There is, but I'm not coming to the mat empty-handed. Empty-handed, like no, I'm rolling in, and I got yeah. I got some, you know, secret weapons, and and if anything, most importantly, I just got the movement. But it just felt, it's hard, man. It's hard. I think that's such an important thing to pin out, and I'm I'm gonna actually circle it to my run this morning too. Even though it was just a couple of weeks off the run, the hardest thing is to take a break from something that, by the way, isn't necessarily easy. Mm-hmm. We love jujitsu. There's fun in jujitsu. I love my runs. I love all the different modalities in my training, but it's not easy. None of it is easy. Running in the deep sand for six miles is not easy, mm-hmm. but that's kind of why I love it too, right? Yeah. But then when you take these breaks and then you got to push yourself to go back, right? Because the, the sometimes like when there is that break, it's... It, it, Sometimes it is a push. It's not just like, oh, I can't wait to get back. There's like, what's this going to feel like? Oh, it's going to be. Anyways, and then you you step back in the ring, in the octagon, on the mat, in the sand, whatever, you know? And you're like, cool. I mean, after the run, I was like, yes. Okay. It's crazy how resilient our bodies are. Like, that's the other thing I've learned. Like, I remember being at my biggest when Henson was like about to be born I was like how in the hell is this weight all gonna come off my body and like there's no way I was like there's just I'm just this my gonna be my new body okay that's it and and guess what like you you know it your body just it yeah. respond and it might take a while right there's no it was not a rush and it was not like it took its time but then here I am you know a year, a year later I'm like okay I so this this whole the system works like your body is meant to work women are incredible women are we incredible. really and and it's like and even maybe you're not like you take a break and you're like, oh, gosh, or maybe you get injured. But your body wants to work. Totally. Right? Give it an opportunity to work for you. It will. You just kind of have to know how to do that. I love that. So I have a few fun questions that I want to throw at you. OK, so who is your male spirit animal? And I, I mean, can be human as well, not just an actual. Uh, you so, you could do both animal and human. Got it. So a male that I feel like is my like, oh, I get you. You're my my spirit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I thought way too much. But I'm just going to say, for some reason, the first person that came to mind was Barack Obama. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. He was my no, I think it's cool when you kind of go top of mind yeah. with it, you know? Yeah. Elaborate, maybe, a little bit? Um, well, that's why I was, like, literally sitting there thinking, I'm like, why did I Why did I think that? Just his energy, like, his, his ability to be, like, super high-functioning, but also super, like, fun and laid back. Yeah. Is, like, that is really cool. Just, I feel like he's, like, very well-rounded and very, like... Yeah. And just connects with people really well. Yes, he does. I love that. Okay. Female spirit animal. Bay. <laughs> I know. I already knew that. That was like a giveaway. <laughs> well, see, for my, whatever, I think it was birthday or something. You got me that. Yes. This is what would Beyonce do. I love it so much. It's so perfect. It just, yeah. 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 I knew that answer. Knew but, that, but yeah. They may not have. Why do you, why actually? I want to elaborate a little bit. Um, I would like you to. I just feel like she exudes so much of like, that we all like kind of feel like is in us sometimes, but like doesn't always get to be out. Like, I'm like, I want to channel my inner Beyonce at all times, but (laughs) because she just, I I don't know if you've ever seen her perform. I have not, no. Pretty much all of her, all of her shows. Of course. Jay-Z because I was delivering a baby, but, um, (laughs) Had to do it. (laughs) Yes. But she's just like her, she's, when she performs, she just goes all out. Like she does not hold back at all. That's rad. And she gives so much. Like she is an incredible performer. That's amazing. Yeah. She looks like to be, I mean. Yeah. 
she just stands there and I'm just she like gives me chills and I'm just like oh she's just so powerful I love really, that yeah. I love being me- music musicians those artists it's just like in my life music is what it's my first love it's it what has moved totally me is. and she's yeah. like literally like her music has gotten I remember I went through a really bad breakup in college she got me through that like other times in my life where I'm like you know girls run the world like so many of her anthems have just been representative of like well, that's Times amazing because I got some questions that are coming up that, that I feel like she's going to come back. Yeah. Okay, so song that makes you cry. I would have to say Sam Smith because uh, what's – I don't remember the name of the song. I'm going to – I may have to look it up. That's okay. You're not the only one. Um, so, oh, s- <laughs> I was going to say Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I need to get it together. So Let me. Good thing I've got my phone right here. I'm so bad at these questions. Hold on, Sam. No, it's, <laughs> this is what makes you know it what fun, I'm though, about, right? Uh, I don't know if I do. I feel um, like I know. I know definitely know who he is, but I'm not so versed to be like, oh yeah, that song. Oh my you gosh! Know, it mean, was like, like basically our wedding song, and oh. so I always think. And I remember it came out right before Henry and I got married. Oh, okay. and it's like one of those that still like gives me butterflies about him, and I get really emotional. Oh, I yeah. Love that. Um, yeah, I feel like there's always a song that makes that will conjure up some tears out of us. You know, like we all have a song. I certainly, I feel like I have latch. plenty of those. That's latch. Oh, yeah. oh, snatch latch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so brilliant. Oh my god. I think I like snatch better. I I'll like, be honest. I'll, I'll snatched him up. Snatched him exactly. up. Exactly. No, latch. That's it. Okay. But only because it was like the song from our wedding video. So I feel like it does that to me. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. A song that makes you feel sexy and empowered. Oh, any Bay song. Yeah. yeah I feel like. much like all of the Lemonade album. I'll just put it on repeat and just like. It's just get posture yes. up. Like you yeah. got this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Empowering quote. I know. Um, I think the one that I always like resonate with mm-hmm. is she believed she could. So she did. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty straightforward, but you're like, yes. oh, yeah, you just. Right. But simple. You got to like, believe it first. Makes sense. You got to believe it to see it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Is there anything? I mean, listen, this is just, I was so fucking good at laughing at myself. And honestly, you know what? I feel like I'm going to talk about that more because I really almost feel like it's one of my secret weapons in life. <laughs> oh, you got to. You know, like you can't, you can't, can't take yourself. Sh- You're going to be really disappointed. Well, there's just so much, like, especially with being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, high performer, whatever, all this stuff, like, it's all serious. It's all important. There's so, but if you can't fucking laugh at yourself, like, <laughs> or oh just man. like make everything like I just find about, humor in things. You, I, t- I told you about Haven, right? When he was like still two, he would eat it, like fall, and he would get up and go touchdown. <laughs> no, that is I could and so I was see like, him doing I that. I want to be you and just like That's eat amazing. it and then get up and be like, yep, totally meant to do that <laughs> touchdown, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> I just hit a touchdown. What? Oh my god! I, I fell in my him. face, but <laughs> dude, you posted this story of him the other day. It would be so fun if you can see the actual reactions. But he was in his his like Spider Man costume. <laughs> Girl, running. Oh, he is not taking that Spider Man costume I can't off for two deal weeks with every him. single day. Really? Spider Man. Well, the way he was like, go, yeah. and I'm literally dying. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I just, uh, you know, there's not a perfect there's no emoji that's ever going to express my cackle like in the most legit but because you know me and you know my cackle my it's okay she gets it. it it's so cute okay yeah so i am so stoked because this is the start of the new series where it's just we get to just wrap out more you know because yeah. our conversations you know they're just they're so rich with so much value i mean you are doing such incredible things in the world but not just like on just just not just in women power i mean just functioning as a human being you know that there is a a deep contribution to who eve is in this world and i i love pointing that out and so i feel that you know just having this kind of ongoing conversation and adding this series to the podcast is going to allow me to basically expose more of your fucking greatness oh 
and just have more fun like more hangout time love, yeah that's what really like oh you want to you want to schedule some hangout time let's do it just put, turn some microphones on too while we're at it i love it wait what did you say I said, let's just hang out and just turn some microphones on too while we're at yeah, it. yeah so. exactly i'm like wait who, okay all right yeah i love you and i've got so much to handle so thank you again for making time oh my gosh, sneaking me in and yeah everything related to the seminar you guys show notes check it out you get to come hang out with my girl eve i'll always do my best to be there if i'm in town it's so much fun i love experiencing it as well and yeah to be continued to be continued see you july 13th july 13th bye guys Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.